0: Welcome to episode 12 of Entrepreneur Life with me Joel Campbell, and I am an entrepreneur, complete shift in everything today for today's episode. Normally, as you know, it's recorded on a Friday evening. Um, it's done in the office, which it still is today. Um, and it's just me talking about the last week of work or the last 10 days so on and so forth, talking about the, the trials and tribulations, the things that we've been through, the things we've experienced, and how I've dealt with them. And they normally roll on one after the other as well in terms of I'll talk about some things, and the week after I'll talk about the resolutions, talk about problems, the resolutions, so on and so forth, and what that is taking um a little bit different today because uh this is episode 12 it is due to go out on friday this week currently it is wednesday it is quarter to nine in the morning so it is actually an episode that's due to go in three days um and i'm just recording it why well it's uh not a long story um it's because last friday when i would normally record the episodes firstly i'm normally a week two weeks in advance, but I had to re-record an episode because during the episode I was talking about certain things and during the editing phase, it became very apparent that we couldn't use that episode because I'd heavily breached um, a couple of NDA agreements. Um, because I talk very openly and very honestly. Um, unfortunately, there is obviously a, um, a level or a, a, a cut off in terms of what I can and can't say. And in the episode that I recorded, which was originally episode 11, I went beyond the line um, and therefore it never made it to air, unfortunately. So that put us a week back. Um, which was okay, we can manage that. And uh, however, last Friday um, was my grandmother's funeral. Um, so I went down to Somerset and spent the day, obviously at the funeral and then with my family. And by the time I got back in the evening, I'd done five hours worth of driving. Obviously I had quite a long day. I just wasn't in the mood to record an episode. And then with the weather over the last few days, I just haven't got really sat down to do it um, for the various things. Um, So yeah, so I'm recording it now, it's Wednesday, Paul's going to edit it all together this afternoon. Um, I'm going to get out on Friday, (laughs) so it's going to be quite a quick turnaround. Thankfully we've got a good team. Um, Paul's great in terms of the editing studio, so he'll just get it done and off we go. Now I've got a cup of tea, but it looks absolutely fucking rank. I, I might drink it, but it's basically very milky. It's very weak tea, it's very milky. I've just brewed a pot because I've just got to the office. And that's generally my morning routine when I come into the office. I get in, sometimes it might be half seven, sometimes it's eight o'clock, sometimes it might be half six, sometimes it might be nine o'clock, just depending on what my day is doing. Um, but what I always do is I'll make myself a pot of tea, um, I'll put it up at the table behind me, and then I'll have a couple of cups of tea throughout throughout, uh, throughout the morning. What's happened this morning, because I wanted to get this recorded, because uh, I do need to get into my actual work day as well. I've got lots of meetings today. Um, the tea's just not brewed um, properly, so it's a bit weak, and I've just poured in a little bit too much milk, and now I've got something that assembles uh, or, 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 or um, looks similar to what my wife would describe as washing up water. Um, but yeah, fuck it. I'll drink it anyway. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of why uh, episode twelve is a little bit a little bit different. And I've just completely waffled around something I probably could have said in about thirty seconds. So if you haven't listened to me before, welcome. My name is Joel, and I like to waffle. Oh fuck me, that's hot. Um, okay, <laughs> right. So where should we start? Last week. Um, it's always a bit difficult as well when I do an episode like this, because I've already got half of the current week that I would normally talk about coming forwards, which would be episode 13. So I've got to jump back 10 days to kind of remember what was actually going on. Um, and I guess I'm going to pick up on three points um, in, in this episode, the two key ones. So the first one is going to be my resignation. Um, That's a key point. Um, The second one is going to be talking a little bit about about my grand, my family, and and the funeral and everything I experienced there. And the third one is just going to be talking around uh, the change of the divisional model and how that's developed and how that's looking, um, some of the ups, some of the downs, um, and some of the other things we're, we're doing. So that's what I'm going to talk about. So let's start, first of all, with my resignation. Let's start right, right at the very top. So I, as an entrepreneur, um, any business owner, entrepreneur that started their own companies and built their own businesses will know you are a jack of all trades. They will know that you are a slave to all men, all women, all people. And basically what that means is you at some point will do pretty much every single job within that business, especially at startup point. So when you first begin, you're gonna be doing the finances, you're gonna be doing the sales, you're gonna be doing the marketing, you're gonna do the do, so produce the service or the product or deliver the service or the product that your business delivers. You're also going to be HR, you're going to be the people that recruit, you're going to be people that interview, you're going to be the people that employ, the people that train, the people that mentor, the people that develop, you're the person that deals with the accountants, with the solicitors, with the banks, uh, with HMRC, with Companies House, you're going to be the person that deals with the insurance companies, all the health and safety, all the industry aspects. Or all the aspects that your industry requires of you to deliver your product or service, depending on what the business is, it's a huge fucking mammoth task. And through all of that, the chances are you're not going to get paid. And you're probably going to be working somewhere in the region of about 80 hours a week. Um, now, I've met people that have worked similar to me, they've done like 100, 105 hour weeks. They are fucking monstrous. They are a slog. And again, I've spent time with people like me that have done that for, you know, three, four years. I've also spent time with entrepreneurs and business owners and spoken to entrepreneurs and says that actually only do 40 hour weeks or 50 hour weeks. Um, so there is a variation. It really depends on what you're doing and how much you want to put into it and what your goals and your whys are and everything else that affects you in your life. When I first started this company, um, I was working full time for somebody else um, and that's how I was paying the bills. So I had a, a, a 37 and a half hour, might be a 4 hour contracted week that I had to work for them. And then I was building the business on the side and I don't think I slept. Um, so yeah, so that's that's part of the growth, part of the pain. Um, and as your business grows and develops, you start to put people into different places. So you might put somebody into sales or you might put somebody into finance or somebody into operations, whatever it might be, however your business grows and over time, as the business grows, you put more people into place. And one of the things I've realized over the last you know a number of months, how many months is is, six months or so, is that when you have somebody doing two roles in an organization, balls get dropped. As an entrepreneur, it's not so bad when you're starting a business, but as it develops, and then when you want to see big, big growth, like fast, strategic you know, growth and you really want it to move forwards, you have to then start allocating individual people into individual roles, give them individual responsibilities, very specific roles or responsibilities, and let them drive that area. That will then catapult you forwards. It's a difficult combination to get right because I know exactly what people will say because I'm there, I'm doing it, I've done it, I've seen it, I'm going through the pain. But we can't put that person in place because we're not making enough money to put that person in place and to make the money. We need to put that person in place. It's a proper catch 22. And that is absolutely true. And there is no easy way around that unless you've got deep pockets or investors or you've got a a growth plan that you've been able to borrow money from. Um, It is really difficult if you're doing it, trading it off your own back. Then, yes, it's excuse me. Um, if you're trading it off your own back, then it is really, really hard and takes a long time. And this is why I guess some companies really go down an investment route, because what they want to do is scale fast. And to scale fast, you're going to need deep pockets. There's a number of other things you need as well, one of which is to actually get shit right. Um, but you do need deep pockets. And that's one of the things that, I, that I'm going to enjoy about what we do Century, with the Campbell Group in terms of, supporting other businesses to to grow like that, both financially and in terms of strategy. So anyway, that's the fundamentals of it. I'd found that I got myself to a position where I was holding multiple hats, as I talked about on this on this podcast before, Um, the CEO hat, divisional director hat, marketing manager hat for the attraction division, and a few other hats of bits that I do. And as I separated the, the, the companies into divisions and we, we built the attraction division and formed that together, and that allowed me to put Lauren in place. So I'll talk a little bit more about that division in, in, in coming up. Um, that allowed me to put those guys into play. And it took me away from that day-to-day operations. For example, I've just walked in this morning. There's a big show going on today. Um, I was actually first one in the building. Um, that's a lie. Our sales director was the first lady in the building. I was second in the building. And everyone's asking if I can let them in. Um, and my response is, I'm really sorry, I can't. I actually just work up in the offices and there'll be somebody here from the operations teams for you shortly, um, who's gonna to who's come and let you in, look after you, get you all set up and stuff like that. And sure enough, a few minutes later, somebody from ops turned up. It was nothing to do with me, I didn't get involved, I apologised, um, and I just left them to it. And that's how that should work because it's got nothing to do with me. It's not my business to get involved in my business. I'm going to keep that quote. In fact, I'm going to say that again, just just for Paul to to, 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 to pull that quote out. It is not my business to get involved in my business. Sounds crazy, I know, but that's part of the development and part of the growth is I want other people now to drive this company forwards. And there's a number of things that I'll talk about this in episode 13, where I'd identified the company. I knew the company was going backwards under my leadership. I didn't, under my management, I should say. The company was going backwards under my management. I didn't know where, but I knew it was. And since Lauren's taken over that management role and actually directing the division, we've identified a number of areas where that is true. That's episode thirteen. Anyway. Um, digressing massively um, so i got to a point where i'm still trying to be ceo and part of my ceo role is to offer advice and guidance and support to so lauren and to her team is to help with the uh, the events business and growing that is to really spend time with 50 mil media to so spend some time in some of the other investments i do and really grow the brand and the overarching businesses and everything in between it so to have much more touch points and i reckon 80 percent of my time currently is swallowed up by being marketing manager of the attraction division. So that's a problem for me in terms of time because I can't allocate all the time I need to it. Um, Also, I'm not a marketing specialist. You know, I'm not a marketing strategist, strategist, strategist. Um, I can't even speak sometimes. Um, That's not my bag. It's not my my area. It's not my skill set. I understand it as much as I understand sales, as much as I understand operations, as much as I understand health and safety and finance because as an entrepreneur I've had to learn these things. But now we're at a point where we need somebody to really drive it forwards. And it's difficult because do we have the budget for that additional salary? I, I, I mean, The question I always ask is, can we afford not to? Because we might not have the budget in the bank, but if we don't put that role in place, are we gonna grow or are we just gonna continue to do what we're doing? And I believe we'll continue to do what we're doing. And I've seen that numerous times through this journey that I've been on. So I bit the bullet and I was like, we're gonna have to put somebody in play. And the way I approached that was was very official, was I sent a resignation letter, or as an email in fairness, to Lauren, who's the divisional director. So technically she is the boss of the marketing manager. So technically my boss, it's a little bit weird. Um, And also to Shelly, who's our employee engagement development director. And I basically said, hey guys, um, just, uh, uh, exactly but was basically, hey guys, Just to let you know, I'm resigning from my position as marketing manager. I will obviously continue to do the role until we find somebody new. I will obviously support and help the um, uh, implementation of somebody new, the training of somebody new, getting them up to where we currently are. So handover's done and then I'm out. Um, And I sat with Lauren and I spoke to Lauren about it and she was like, yes, high five. She was actually really chuffed that I was leaving. Um, Partly because it gets me out of the way, but also she recognises, because she obviously looks at it from a very different perspective. But she's also had the uh, benefit, I guess, of working with me for a number of years um, and seeing how, you know, things can be done. She's been through the journey um, and she recognises that we need somebody that really, really knows what they're doing. Um, so she was very happy with that. Shelley wouldn't accept my resignation at first, um, but I told her that she had no choice because Lauren had already accepted it. Uh, so that was an interesting meeting. Uh, So yeah, it was was a big thing really. I mean, knowing when to step away from your business as the owner, founder, you you know, is really, really difficult. And people have been asking me about that over the last couple of weeks because I posted on LinkedIn talking about how I was going to step away from the business or how I resigned. And I very much look at it in a similar way to your children. So if you've got kids, you'll you'll appreciate this, but you get to a point, you you look after your children, you nurture your children, you develop your children, you teach your children, you educate your children. It's the same with a business. That's exactly what you do with your business. You nurture your business. And Different people come into your business, just different people come into your children's lives. At some point, you are going to have to let your child go off on their own, whether it's to school, whether it's to walk down to the shops, whether it's leaving home, whether it's going to university, whether it's moving out, whether it's their marriage, pregnancy, first relationship, at some point you are going to have to let your child go off on its own, their own I should say, it's uh, how I've to my children, Um, you're going to have to let them go off on their own and do their own thing and kind of learn their own mistakes. You try and guide them and support them as much as you can and you've instilled the right behaviours and the right um, learnings into them at a young age so they have a better chance of life. It's no different with the business. That's what you do with the business. You nurture it from, from its creation all the way through to a point where you can go okay, I've instilled all these behaviors, I've instilled all these learnings, I've, I've given you this framework, this vision, this understanding, this way of being. And now I'm gonna step back because it's time for you to go and experience this on your own. And that's kind of how I see it. Um, so yeah, it's it, it challenging, but it's exciting. And it's the way that I believe we will grow. Otherwise, we will just continue doing what we're doing. And I'll be sat here in 15, 20 years time, Still talking about the marketing campaigns I'm putting together for the jails. And that's not what I want to do. Um, and my why has got really clear to me um, over the last week, which I'm going to talk about in episode 13. But what I'm going to talk about now is the reason why my why has changed. Well, it's not changed, why it's got more focused and why it's got stronger. I'm going to drink some of my, my shitty tea first. Oh, it is not the best cup of tea I've ever made. I'm going to be brutally honest. I don't think I drink anymore, but I think I'd be doing myself a in injustice if I did. Oh, oh my God! I'm a little bit snobby when it comes to tea. Um, Okay, so I have, like I say, focused in a little bit more on my whys. I'm going to talk about in episode thirteen. This is about why I focus on my wives. And it comes back down to um, my grand passing away. So my grand passed away a few weeks ago. Um, She was 92. She'd had dementia for four years and been in a home. It'd been a very difficult time for the the family, especially for her children, because they see her quite regularly. So my mum, my aunts, my uncles, um, and she just didn't know who she was, where she was, what was going on, who anybody was. So a very confusing and difficult time for everyone. Um, so I think when she passed away, it was almost a bit of a, a little bit bittersweet. Obviously, everyone was sad. Um, but at the same time, I guess there was an element of there's no more pain, for want of a better word, because it's very difficult with somebody with dementia when they don't know who they are or who you are or where they are or anything that's going on. That's very confusing and very scary. And that's not a really particularly nice way to live. And it's also very difficult for your your family to see you deteriorate in that way and forget who everybody is and what's going on and who you are and everything you've done. And my grand lived a fascinating life. She had run many businesses, um, different types of companies, some big, some small. She's had successes, she'd had failures. Um, And my granddad died when I was nine. Um, he was 62, died of lung cancer, from diagnosis to, to death it was only a few months. It was very quick, it was very difficult. I can remember everyone was very upset. My grand was obviously in her early 60s at the time. And rather than kind of, um, I don't know, well, I, I, I guess rather than sort of, what my grandma did from that point she was she was retiring or coming up to retiring, was she then, just went off and did loads of really random experiences. So she went off and just went sailing all the time. And she went to trips to like Trinidad and Tobago and just like answered newspaper ads for crewmates wanted to go sailing for six weeks in Trinidad and Tobago. And she went and did it at the age of like 64, 65. She was off to the other side of the world. And she literally just said to, to, to her kids and to her grandkids, I'm off for a few weeks. I'm, I'm off to Trinidad and Tobago to go, to go sailing and i'll see you in a bit and she was gone and that was kind of in she did that for a, for a few years just going off and doing random uh, different things and she was part of a channel 4 program at one point about how life begins at like 65 or it was a, it was a documentary all about um, people in their in their mid 60s going off and having completely crazy lives and stuff like that and she was up she went gliding she learned to glide for christ's sakes at the age of 66 i think she learned to glide uh, in planes um, which is a really random thing for somebody in their, in their mid to late 60s to do um, and then in, a, in her early 70s she met a man called david who was a fascinating guy who'd run his own companies as well um, and had actually run very very successful businesses um, was incredibly knowledgeable when i came back from australia when i was 19 I lived with them for a month. They lived down in, in Cornwall near the beach, um, which was nice. Um, so I went and lived with them for a month and I spent basically four weeks surfing during the day and then hanging out with mum and David. I call my grandmum. it's a long story. Um, and uh, I used to hang out with them and David would talk to me about business and he would help, you know, I knew I wanted to run a company and he would help just navigate me through some of the the ups and the downs and the trials and tribulations he would talk to me through his experiences you know where he'd gone right where he'd gone wrong and we would just chat through those things and mum obviously had a background in that as well so she would then apply her knowledge into that And I got this really well-rounded approach and it's one of the reasons why I called the company the Campbell group because I just felt a real strong connection to my gran and to my granddad and to my I guess my step-granddad, uh, excuse me, um, to, my, to my step-granddad and just then my mum and my aunt had run their own companies and it was ingrained into us. It's ingrained into the, the Campbell family as it is for lots of other families to run your own businesses. And a lot of my family are self-employed. Um, so they run companies or the self-employed and I just kind of felt that that's why I wanted the name of the Campbell, <clears throat> that's why I wanted the Campbell family name in the business. Anyway, going off it slightly, and I'll talk more about brand new companies. Maybe episode thirteen, maybe episode fourteen. But um, it going to then my grand's funeral last week. Something something was um, that I wasn't expecting to happen, which is my mum asked if I would um, uh, write something and, and speak at the funeral. Which is fine. I'm quite happy public speaking and talking and doing those kind of things. And. Normally, i just do that off the cuff. I won't even consider it, like think too much about it beforehand um, Because I know my subject matter quite well And with this also I wanted to write it down and to a, make sure it was it was on the right amount of time But I also wanted to make sure that I got it right um, And I found it so hard to write down really really difficult to write it down and then I got a really weird imposter syndrome piece because what I hadn't realised initially was that what was happening was my, my grand's generation, so one of her sisters, was reading something. My uncle, so my mum's my, my sister, my mum's brother, sorry, which is my grandson, oh, so confusing. My uncle um, was uh, reading something and I was reading something, so you had three generations um, paying a tribute. And I was doing that, not just for me, but also on behalf of my cousins. and. It kind of got me thinking about why is it that I deserve this this accolade why am I the one that's deserving of of speaking about my gran and, and talking about um those kind of things and why not one of my cousins and that gave me a little bit of an imposter syndrome for a moment and I had to really kind of think that through and when I actually went to do it it was one of the hardest one of the hardest but one of the most enjoyable uh, talks I've ever had to give, or whatever, you know, speeches, whatever you want to call it, I've had to give, and and I actually read it off the paper because it was so emotional that I could feel the wobble in my voice as I was talking, and it was really difficult to get the words out clearly because you know obviously it's a funeral. Um, I love my grand. Um, as I do with, with, with the rest of my family. I haven't actually seen her for a, for a few years. Um, I went to see her about three and a half, four years ago in hospital, which she, she had a, a fall, and uh, over oh, three years ago, and the dementia was kicking in by this point, and my aunt said to me before I went in, they said, just to warn you, she, she won't know who you are. Um, uh, you know, you, 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 the conversations are gonna be quite difficult. She's in and out type of stuff in different conversations, so just to give you a heads up. So I was like, that's fine. And i walked in and she recognized me and i was there for about 30 35 minutes and we had varying conversations about my childhood and about going sailing with her and my granddad and spoke about my granddad and spoke about business i spoke about viewed and she i just had 35 minutes of pure clarity with my grand. and my aunt said to me afterwards like wow you got so fortunate so lucky that you, you got a proper conversation out of her. She knew what was going on, she knew who you were, and, and they were just, they, everyone was really pleased by that. And it's one of the reasons why I didn't go to see her in the home afterwards, because I knew that she'd, you know, deteriorated to a point that she wouldn't know who I was. And my, my last, you know, actual, you know, proper sit down conversational memories with my gran is just sitting down and having a conversation with my gran. Um, which I, which I, 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 I really hold quite, quite dear. But so I did, so I did this um, talk and then uh, talk speech, and then I uh, obviously went and and spent some time with my family afterwards. And what that did was it really allowed me to reflect on what it is I'm trying to do in my life, with my life, for myself and for others, and that allowed me to just re visit my whys, analyze them again, and then just narrow the focus slightly more in terms of what it is that I want to do from this point forward. Um, so yeah, that's, that's going to be where I'm going to talk about in episode 13. There's a few other bits that have happened this week that I'll pick up in episode 13. Um, I thought I'd share that with you because, you know, all of this was going on. Um, as I said, my grand died a, a few weeks ago. I didn't tell anybody at work when she, when she passed away. Um, I just cracked on and did it, and not because I'm an emotionless robot um, or anything like that. It's because I have to be stronger than everyone else in, in our organization to help build and develop it. And at the time, my teams didn't need to know that I was going through something, what they needed was they needed my support, they needed my strength, they needed my vision, they needed my direction. That's what the business needed at the time. Had, had it happened today, I might tell them in a slightly different way. And you know, I go through that and I spoke to one of our suppliers the other day and um, we were having a, yeah, there was a, a bit of a challenge going on on one of our one of our old suppliers. And um, that's why there was a challenge going on. And uh, and I was chatting to somebody on the team. Always, oh, it's quite difficult for for the owner at the moment because his granddad died, and and you know he's going through something. And I thought, okay, cool, Joe, you know I get that, I understand that. I was like, my grand died, and I'm still gonna get this shit done because that's what my team need from me. That's what they expect. It's sad and it's difficult, and please try not to take this the wrong way. <clears throat> it is really sad when you lose somebody like that, and it's really hard. Um, it wasn't a shock loss, and my grandma had a fantastic life, and she was well into her 90s, and she you know, had, a, had a wonderful life, like I say, so it's more of a celebration than a sadness. But life goes on for everyone else around it, and for those not connected to my grandma, life definitely goes on. And it's really hard as a business owner, because one of the things that happens is, I can't at the moment, I'm still too involved in what goes on, I can't stop. Because if I do, the business stops. If the business stops, people stop and people don't get paid. And then, you know, there's a whole knock on effect. So there is an importance in terms of being able to carry on. Equally, there's an importance of being able to take some time to really deal with what's happening in your life and make sure that, you know, physically, mentally, health-wise, you're okay. And that's very much what I did last week after the funeral, you know, I went home, and. really made sure that I dealt with some of the, uh, uh, some of my, not my demons, but, but I really made sure that I kind of looked at it properly and I spent time doing it, which is why I didn't record the episode. Anyway. That is uh, me done. I'm going to go and and do my day at work. Paul can edit this later, hopefully, and we'll get it out on Friday. So thank you once again for listening. Please do subscribe. Um, uh, Do tell others if you found it interesting. If you think it's shit, then hey, why don't you tell people I listened to this podcast today? I thought it was shit. You should check it out. Um, So thank you very much. This has been episode 12 of Entrepreneur Life with me, Joel Campbell, and I am an entrepreneur.